Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. My Hi. name is Jace May. I'm Valerie Richards. There we go. And I'm Kyle Gonzalez. And this is The Call Board, a name that we thought was clever. So let's see if that plays out for the rest of the time. <laughs> uh, and so just to get started off, you know, the reason we have this podcast is to, you know, um, expand on different forms of art and kind of reach out to the people Definitely. of Texas and beyond if it gets that far. Yes. But uh, you know we don't know because we're we're hoping we're hoping hoping for good things yeah. yeah definitely but yeah we're just trying to we know we're just starting out right now so things are gonna be a little shaky but yep we're here to spread the news that I know you all want to hear about all things art oh yeah so today since it's the first podcast we thought we should just you know share a little bit about ourselves yes. with you the audience <laughs> so as I said before my name is Jace May I'm a senior here at Texas A&M Corpus Christi I'm a theater major with an emphasis in acting and directing and something that's always drawn me to art I don't know I don't know about y'all but it's always felt like this is the best way to express yourself definitely because yeah, there's so many forums because art is subjective and you could do anything so that's why I personally like acting because for me it's the easiest thing to express how I feel about, you know, different situations, about Definitely. myself, about life in general. What um what got you into theater, Jace? Okay. <laughs> what got me into... Let's preface this. Me and Jace went to the same high school. Yeah, that's another thing. I'm from Atascacita, uh, Texas. It's about roughly 45 minutes outside of Houston, uh, right next to Lake Houston. Yep. Which so... is... <laughs> it's a place. It's a place. Yeah, okay. The but... suburbs of suburbs. <laughs> so what got me into theater, or I guess just acting in general... It's a silly story, but when I was a kid, you know how you have like that one TV show that you're always into and it's like your thing? Yeah. yeah so mine was, was Power Rangers. Was it a Waverly Place? No. Mine was <laughs> the Power Rangers. And so when I was a kid, I wanted to be a Power Ranger. I was so excited. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. This is what I want to be. And then I, you know, you get older, you're like, oh, they're actors. It's not, <laughs> it's not real. It's all filmed. So that slowly led into, well, I still got this impact from this show I want to be hopefully that impact for other people. So that's what got me into acting. Yeah. What about you, Cal? Um, so basically, the way that I got into theater was I was the band nerd. Um, okay. in school, <laughs> and one day, my high school director was like, you need to audition for my program. And I was like, sure. Um, and I auditioned, got into the program. And then she was like, OK, so do you have any conflicts? I'm like, oh, I'm in band, but that's not a problem, right? She's like. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. You cannot do both. Yep. And, choose um, between them. Through fate, um, I just chose theater. I had no prior experience mm. before high school. What made you choose theater when you had been doing band? Um, the community, I think. Yeah. Um, in band, it's like, okay, you're a section. All the saxophones mm -hmm. play the same thing. You know, you just kind of like sit in a group of yeah. people. But with theater, it's like you have your time to shine, yeah. you know, yep. your moment. And it's impactful to like the audience. And Definitely. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of understand where you come from having to choose between two things. Yeah. Because you may not be able to tell just by looking at me now. I used to play football in high school. Okay. And I found out, like, you... I oh, miss football, Jace. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Uh, but, no, I also found out, oh, I can't do both because auditions are now and practice is today. That's exactly... And the, when I told the coaches that what I wanted to do, they thought I was joking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, yeah, go back out there, May. Go run Okay, laps. Troy Bolton. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> okay, Troy Bolton. Yeah, but We've I can't sing. I, like, I have the kind of similar mm -hmm. experience of getting into theater. My dad was a huge sports person whenever he was in high school, and he always wanted me to play sports. So I played <laughs> softball growing up. I'm really tall. I'm six foot. So he was like, you're perfect to play basketball and all these sports. But I was never, I was never athletic. I never <laughs> wanted to do sports. Um, and then my freshman year of high school, he was like, just do golf. Like, you'll love it. 
Okay. So I did golf for a year. Um, and during that year is when I joined the theater department of a high school. Mm-hmm. And um, the rest is history. I said goodbye golf. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. So, and then we all wound up here together. Um, yeah, it's true. Uh, they, they all followed me here. Let me just say that. It's not true. It's not true. It's, it's partially true. <laughs> who who got accepted true. here first? You. Yeah. <laughs> yep. See, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, f- before we forget, um, Cal is actually not a permanent host on this show. Correct. Um, why don't you go and explain that a little bit? So for this podcast, um, I'm normally a production assistant, but mm-hmm. we do have Jennifer Jones, who um, will normally be the host, and um, she is sick right now, yeah. so I'm filling in for her. She has the coronavirus. Hope she gets better. Not no. really. No, she has like the flu or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> she has strep. She has, oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> She's also a student teacher, so she probably got it from her children. From like a four-year-old. Her and her and and Sean, who is a host of the Coast of Cast, Coast Cast, yeah. who was also being replaced today, both got strep and they work in the same school. So they so definitely you can got put it from two their kids. Together. Definitely got um, that to look forward to. Yeah, I love that. Exactly, man. That, that's why I don't want to be a teacher. I should not be responsible for anyone's life except for myself. <laughs> I can barely take care I of myself. I can't even take care of myself. Yeah. Um, oh man! So let's just quickly get into kind of why we're doing this. Yeah, um, I know we already briefly mentioned bringing art to the community. Yes, um, but we, uh, as TMUCC theater majors, um, we we saw an opportunity to create something that this campus doesn't have. Yeah, um, a podcast for the arts, and um, mm-hmm. we don't want to limit ourselves to just art, or I mean, just to theater. Um, we want to talk about a lot of things art, um, whether that be mm-hmm. music, uh, studio art, dance, all, uh, dance yeah. all that kind of stuff. So we're just kind of here to inform you guys of all the like local news that's going on mm-hmm. and talk about some sometimes going to be serious issues um, about what's yeah. going on in the theater world. And we should also preface, we're, we're also a, a current event podcast yeah. for the arts world. So if any serious things that we will talk about is usually, I don't want to say scandals because I feel like that might not be the right <laughs> word, but things that... That are definitely happening and yeah, things that need that, to be addressed. That are having a lot of people's attention and maybe we can discuss it and shine a little more light on that. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think definitely so. think like it's awesome to think like a lot of people's focus are bigger Broadway shows or bigger mm-hmm. like just platforms, but to bring that kind of sense to, to a local Christie. especially because Corpus has like a really nice underground art scene mm-hmm. that a lot yeah. of people are not aware of. Um, and so we want to inform everybody about what goes on at Art Walk. If you've never heard of Art Walk, like, go to Art Walk. It's the first Friday of every month. Um, just stuff like that. We're going to tell you exactly what Art Walk is. We're going to have mm-hmm. different segments about that. Um, there's a really nice underground theater scene, even in South Texas. Yeah. Um, and I think that people don't don't realize that. No, yeah, for sure. And uh, to, and we'll, we'll expand on that a little bit. But for most of that stuff, they'll be getting interviews on like the other podcast, the Coast Cast podcast. Mm-hmm. You should watch that as well. Um, they're going to have actual interviews with people that are in that scene. So we'll, we'll, we'll basically give you the rundown of the whole area, the situation, but they're the ones that are going to give you more finite information. Oh, telling definitely. you exactly what it is. Because you're going to hear it, I mean, basically from the horse's mouth, whoever they're interviewing, yeah. of what's, <laughs> yeah. what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, we are really lucky to be able to collaborate with not just the producers of, of the call board, but mm-hmm. the other two podcast channels that we have. Yeah. Um, I think that they're all three a nice contrast to each other. Oh, we have absolutely. the comedy podcast. <laughs> Um, and then we have our podcast, which could be a little bit more serious at times, especially when we get into 
hot topics about the current theater and art scene. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, Coastcast, which is interviews and getting even more details on those local news. So oh, yeah. I think that... Um, and for those of you at home that are wondering why we're called the call board, well, you see in the theater world, you're always <laughs> told, check the call board for any you know new information, any news. So we thought that would be a clever name to put. Yeah. 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 It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we're at the time in our podcast where we are going to plug our theater department. Yes, that is yes. exactly what we need to Val, do. Val, you want to take that away? Sure. So we are members of Texas A&M University mm -hmm. Corpus Christi Theater Department. There you go. Um, we have, we constantly have things going on. Mm -hmm. um, we are in the process of three shows right now. One of those shows will have gone up by the time that this is released. But um, Yeah, probably. But Jace, if you want to talk about that, just, just to yeah, give the viewers uh, so some idea. Yeah, so that show... It's uh, it's a it's a studio project, so it's a little bit smaller than what a main stage would be, but they still get around the same budget as one would be. So it's the same amount of production, but a little less time. But it, it still it still works out really well. And this one's called the Love of the Nightingale. It's uh, I don't know how much I can actually say about it because it it gets kind of graphic about yeah. things. It definitely touches on topics like uh like sexual assault and stuff like people will see things that yeah. happen but then they won't talk about it so then they didn't see it because they don't talk about it and it's how things like that can be such a horrible impact especially on the people like affected oh. and um, time period wise it's a takes place during like ancient Greece so it's a it's a period set show but it still talks about more contemporary problems and I think it has a really good message like what I was just saying with people all the time will notice things but will never actually come forward and say it so to them it just didn't happen yeah which is which is awful but it's an unfortunate reality that you know we live in yeah and it's I'm... interesting to see how like we can set a show in a period and it still like have the same amount of so completely oh, relevant today yeah that, exactly that's um a lot of th that's why theater is amazing because mm -hmm. you can take shakespeare shows or shows written thousands of years ago um, and still relate them to modern day yeah. um, because theater is about um, it's showing day-to-day -day life right exactly. so um, it's it's things that can affect all of us mm -hmm. and I think um, even with stories like this it's kind of more of a wake-up call it's like why are things like this still yeah exactly yep. yes and it's like okay how are we able to use this show from so long ago to mm -hmm. apply it today like that shouldn't be shouldn't be right we should have you know, changed. Yeah, definitely. But sadly, I, I think that says something a lot about the professor himself that's doing it. it he's uh, his style is very simplistic, but he always it always looks beautiful and he gets the message across. And there mm -hmm. are points in the show where, like, literally, it's just people standing in the corners of the theater. But how he has it staged and how they are speaking, it's even something as simple as that. It's super powerful, especially mm -hmm. with the message that they're mm -hmm. giving out there. Definitely. Yeah. Um, our next show um, that's performing this semester mm -hmm. is the Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Yes, and do we have the dates for those? Um, I believe it runs the second through the seventh of March. Of March, yes, yes. the second through the seventh of March. Mm -hmm. um, you can get tickets at um, the TMUCC website. Just yeah. Google um, Texas A&M Corpus Christi Theater, um, or you can um, show up night of show and get mm -hmm. tickets. But I would suggest coming a little early, I would just, just in case it, sell, it sells in out. Yeah, our yeah. musicals usually are more often the ones that. Get sold out. And yeah. for any students here that are listening to this or watching, I don't discriminate. Um, <laughs> if you bring your sand dollar with you, you get yeah. a discount, right? And yes. Instead of $7, it's now $5. It's $5, but you have to pay cash. Yes, for that's that. the only thing. 
Uh, um, the box office, um, you can come um, in person before the show mm-hmm. to our box office, which is located inside the Center for the Arts on campus, mm-hmm. um, just right in there to the right. Um, right next to the staircase. The, the uh, hours definitely change depending on who's working, but they're usually open mid-afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can come in and, and get tickets. Yeah, usually what, well. what do you think, around like... 12 to 2 12 is to usually two. about yeah. what it is. 12 to 2 yeah. is usually when they, when yeah. they have And then it, yeah. week of show, they're usually open longer than yeah, that. Yeah, like so 12 to 4. Those kind of just vary in how many people they have coming in, buying tickets and Definitely. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited for Gentleman's Guide. Yeah. Um, and our other host, who unfortunately isn't here today, she's one of the leads in that yes. show. So maybe next episode she can give us a little, a little more information about what the story's about and whatnot, because I could sit here and try to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be accurate. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's, yeah, Jennifer will definitely be able to yeah. talk more about that whenever she's in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our final show of the semester um, is Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're in that, aren't you, Valerie? I am in it. Mm-hmm. So um, there's not mu- I can't say a bunch about it yeah, because y'all are in a very we're still, hush-hush. we just started yeah. rehearsing and the concept that we have is is being kept super secret. Um, so I can't say super much about it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, all I have to say is that it's going to be an extremely beautiful show. Um, the the story itself, um, if you don't know, Marie Antoinette was the queen of France, the last queen before the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the show is pretty much about her downfall. And That's, she's the one who has the famous words, let them eat cake, let right? Let them eat cake. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Yes. So um, we're working our butts off on that right now. Um, and that opens April 14th. Yes, yeah. it opens April 14th and runs through the 21st. Mm-hmm. So, 22nd. Yeah, and then other than... The 20th. <laughs> the, tw- the, t- the 19th. <laughs> <laughs> we just got confirmation. <laughs> Marie and runs through the 14th through the 19th. Yep, we got it. <laughs> other than the main stages, we have the Fordament Play Festival, which is usually first week of May, end of April, yep. around there. It's, uh, it's all student-directed, student-run, um, student cast it i guess we say it like that yeah. i don't know it's always just a really interesting thing to watch because i mean you can, you can see, see your some, peers yeah you see some peers you can see stage, some really good yeah. shows that you maybe beforehand wouldn't have expected to be yeah. cut down to 40 minutes one of the things that's really cool about the dance department is it's not strictly like just theater people or like Mm-mm. artists in general i have people that are like biology majors that are in oh, my cool, dance classes yeah. mm-hmm. or inside of my um like pieces and so it's so awesome to find that people find comfort and like in that artistic way and use that as their outlet. Yeah, even yeah. Who, even people who aren't in a liberal arts degree yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I took a dance class once my <laughs> freshman year, and then I broke my toe the night before dance demo. <laughs> so Why do you I always hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I, didn't, about I wasn't a able dance to perform. Class once. What? It crossed my mind for like half a second. Yeah. And I realized that I basically have two left feet and cannot yeah. dance. See, I also have two left feet, but I think taking dance is going to keep me accountable. Yeah, and definitely. Like, That's fair. I, I loved, I, I took, I, it was jazz one that I took. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I loved that class. Mm-hmm. Um, the instructor is no longer here, but she was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a good experience. Like, I'm glad that I got to, to put that on my resume that I've taken at least a dance class. Um, even if I'm not like the biggest musical theater person i um mm-hmm. it's always good to have in your belt yeah exactly um, and that's another thing that our department just kind of gives us in general we get a lot of opportunities to get things like that in our utility belt because I, I know uh, every year maybe every other year now we do a stage combat class where you can get fully certified and yeah, recognized almost... by the by the the oh god i'm thinking of the wrong
long name, by the ASDF, I believe is the correct uh, acronyms for that, but it's basically like the national organization for uh, fight choreographers. And like you get recognized, you get your own profile on the page, like it's all legit and it's a class that we offer here, which is really, really cool because the first year you take it, you have to do unarmed combat. But every year after that, you can just keep taking and taking and just get certified more it's and more in different SAFD. Ah, that was close. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just really cool because this past semester, a, a bunch of people mm-hmm. signed up to take it. So a lot of uh, people in our department got certified and unarmed. And <clears throat> a handful of us uh, who were still here from when we took it got certified in knife combat. So like, yeah. it's just really nice to have a place that's willing to give us these options and yeah. opportunities to get this stuff done because even like the, the the stage combat class um mm-hmm. obviously like they knew okay we can't squeeze this into a, a, a major a, a, an actual semester yeah. class so they made it a semester. yeah so it's just a few weeks um before it's two weeks it's every winter. day for two weeks from like eight nine a.m something like that to like a, 12 about one, one. Yeah. yeah so it's it's definitely rigorous it's but hefty like, it's worth, worth it, it. Yeah, easy. Because yeah. then, because at the end of the class, you get a certified fight master. If mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know what it is, a fight master is someone who's certified in damn near everything that you can legally be certified as far as the organization. <laughs> Seriously, that's why they're called a fight master, and yeah. they'll come in, they'll watch the fight that your choreographer has taught you, and they sure judge if it's and... yeah, if it's safe, if it's believable. And yeah. the one that we specifically had, his big thing was, would I pay to watch this in a show? Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's all different aspects, but it, that's the big thing. Like, you get taught by someone else, and then another person will come in to watch it to yeah. make sure that... I guess it's kind of more on the instructor. They're trying to make sure what the instructor taught you was A, correct, and B, safe. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then apart from all of the classes that we get offered here as theater majors, mm-hmm. um, we also collab a little bit with other yeah. um, community theaters. Like last year, we collaborated with Harbor Playhouse, which mm-hmm. is a local community theater in Corpus, mm-hmm. um, to do Mamma Mia. Again, um, Jennifer Jones, who's not here, was Donna in the show. So she'll <laughs> tell you more about that later. Yes. Um, so what essentially that process was a little different than our regular main yeah. stage shows. Um, usually our main stage shows will It's usually just and restricted. Then, oh, sorry. Yeah, no. And then we'll, we'll perform um, mm-hmm. our main stage shows for about a week. But um, when they did Mamma Mia at Harbor, they performed Several for a weeks. whole month. Yeah. Um, every weekend. Everyone in that show, basically, that was their spring break. Yeah. It ran during spring break and they weren't on mm-hmm. leave. And another thing that makes it different than what we normally do is uh, most of our main stages are usually just for the majors and minors. But for this one, since we were going to be working with the community theater, we opened it up to anyone in the community could come mm-hmm. audition. And, like, it was... Yeah, so we had a few like new faces in there. Yeah, really cool. and a few old faces, some alumni yes. that had yes. graduated, but the one got to come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's just, it's just really nice that we have a community that we can reach out with and you know, work with and whatnot. And yeah, there's some really good community theaters here. Um, yeah. Harbor is one of them, and then Aurora um, is oh, another yeah. one. They do Rocky Horror every, every October. Year. It's um, it's always, always it's, I've seen it uh, twice now. It's really good. It's always it's so really good. good. It's incredible. Yeah, they do a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend going to their websites, Aurora Playhouse and Harbor Playhouse, mm-hmm. and see what they have going on. Yeah, because um, they always got stuff. And get, get involved with some local theater. Yeah. Um, because we know that the Team ECC shows aren't always accessible to everybody. Yeah. So um, to get involved in community theater, just just to go see a show, I think is really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, 
Oh, and the Harbor does the the awards that they do every year, the, the Sammy Sammies, Awards. Yes. Yeah, and we were lucky enough that uh, a lot of people in our department were nominated, and I think a good amount of them actually won awards. Yeah. And unless I'm mistaken, didn't Mamma Mia win for Best Ensemble? I think they did, yeah. Yeah. So it's just really cool, because with that, it's, it's your peers voting, so it's yeah. nice to see basically how you feel how everyone feels about you yeah you know, feel justified and whatnot yeah yeah the sammies are a really good way to go and mm-hmm. um, celebrate the the uh season um shows and yeah. your victories and stuff like that and so hopefully it's in really the, good that they the do next that. episode we can include a few information about that because i know we had a few people go and go attend in there this maybe year. we can get them to you know give us a little lay down about That's what it's it. about how it like it runs and whatnot mm-hmm. but yeah um so yeah. Our next, our next thing that we want to talk about is a little bit more serious. Yeah. Um, because we are a uh, new uh, current events um, in theater, mm-hmm. we have to talk about even the hard things that might not be most comfortable to talk about. But I mean, these are real things that are going on that um, it's a problem that that we need to address. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure if you are in the theater scene at all, or in the art scene, mm-hmm. um, or just you've a been, fan of this movie in general, and yeah, wanna, you've and been, you're, uh, been keeping up with it. Uh, hearing a lot about the um, situation with West Side Story. Um, so essentially, um, there's a cast member, um, Amar Ramazar. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm pronouncing that right, um, but he um, has been under uh, backfire, um, and the the West Side Story production itself, yeah. um, because he's a known sexual assaulter. Um, we the most details that we know about that that are that we can like fact check and that are confirmed yeah is um he used to work for the new york city ballet Mm -hmm. so um during that time there were a lot of uh nude pictures of of women going around that he was sending um and um uh, there was actually a dancer alexandra waterbury who Mm -hmm. uh filed a lawsuit um, alleging that one of the other dancers, Chris Finlay, had shared explicit photos and videos of her mm-hmm. um, in a group chat with with Amar Ramazar, and um, that Ramazar was actively participating in sharing the nudes um, and all of that stuff. Um, and so, I guess like the the issue is um, is is why West Side Story allowed him to come into the production because he did get fired from the New York City Ballet because of those alle- allegations. Um, but he, but he got reinstated um, mm-hmm. back into the union, the American Guild of Musical Artists, um, and then he got cast in West Side Story uh, a yeah. year later. So, um, I guess the, the discussion that we that we want to have is is um, the Me Too movement, um, and yeah. and how that kind of um, it's still in effect now, and how mm-hmm. that's relevant today. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, so essentially, West Side Story has some explaining to do. They've been under backfire as well. Yeah. Um, and we just want to uh, uh, raise awareness that that this happens in, um, especially in the art scene. There's a lot of people that want to take advantage of other people, which is um, which is really awful because yeah. we're all artists, especially theater and dance as well. We, depending on the role and things like that that you have to do, we 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 make ourselves very vulnerable, yeah, very very vulnerable. And for the fact that someone that you want to trust is gonna do things like that, like it can really, it can mess you up. Yeah. Because it can make you not trust other people, and Definitely. that can hinder you heavily with you and your career and everything like that. Because mm-hmm. if one person did it, why <laughs> should I trust someone else not to do it? 
Um, something that I did find really cool, though, uh, obviously this is not a good situation, no, but yeah. um, there was a, prote- a protest against um, uh, against Amar's casting in West Side Story, mm-hmm. and a lot of people showed up and showed um, that they were not okay with this, that this is not how the theater world should ha- should be, no. um, that we need to take thing like this more seriously. It's not, it's not fair that he's going to be able to be around all of these women and other people um, mm-hmm. after doing what he's done. Yeah. Um, so we know that's a, a little bit of a more serious topic, yeah. but um, I mean, this is, this is the, this is what's happening. No, yeah. And, happening and it's right good now. that people are actually taking a voice of this and not just like sweeping it under the rug and like they're, they're taking issue with this and like, it, cause I feel like nowadays the people are starting to understand that we have a voice and mm-hmm. we can speak and people are going to hear us Definitely. cause it's kind of, it's, it's very similar to what, what recently happened with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. It came to light and there's evidence and everything that she was the one abusing him. Yes. And since then I know, I know there's a petition going around to get her removed from the Aquaman movies and yeah, it's the already second one. it's already reached I think like some like 300,000 signatures man and it's only been open a couple well, days. Well, because she it's it's hard for people to believe women who have actually been through sexual assault no, or yeah, any course. type of domestic assault when there's also women out there who are lying about it. Yeah. Um and we obviously don't know what exactly happened behind closed doors with Johnny and Amber mm-hmm. but um, we do know for sure that she it was not a one-sided thing no. it was not she was she was very abusive towards him yeah uh, there's a, a phone recording too between him and her and she more or less admits that she did these things to him and yeah. she was calling him like a baby and about crying about it and yeah. he should man up yeah which is awful awful to say and 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 she said um that that he needs to go in front of the court because no one's gonna believe a man. Yeah. Which yeah. which is not fair. Um no matter what gender you can you can deal with sexual assault. You can get you can, abused. You can, you can get yeah. abused. Um and that's just taking away the voice that women who have actually been abused have. Mm-hmm. So um we just hope that that this brings awareness to the issue. Yeah. Um because um as theater lovers ourselves it's it's really sad to to read about that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, and like we said before, we're a, we're a current event podcast. So things like this should be discussed, mm-hmm. and it's something that we will discuss when things like this happen. Yes, because it shouldn't be ignored, and Definitely. we have a platform to talk about it. Exactly. Definitely. Is, exactly. Um. So yeah. I think the last thing that we kind of wanted to do before we we On wrap up our episode side. today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So uh, we kind of wanted to add a small music music segment um, mm-hmm. to talk about some of the bands that we've been listening to lately. Yeah. Um. Uh, whether they be indie small bands or um, bands that just like not a lot of people have heard of. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, and so, Jace, did you? Yeah. Uh. So over. Well, I can start it. Over the break, I went to a uh, David Bowie tribute concert. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh man, man, it was, it Where? was awesome. <laughs> Where? It was at the NASA venue downtown. I don't have an exact address. I have to look it up every time I go there. But it's a really cool place. They have a nice outdoor area where, if when the weather is nicer, they can perform out there mm-hmm. and they have a decent inside area. And they also have a little shop like to attach. But uh, yeah, they do they do this concert every year on I believe David Bowie's birthday. Mm-hmm. That, that would make sense. Um, and I believe it's always the same band. They come down, and it's a specific like this band specifically David is Bowie. David Bowie covers, and that's what they always do. Uh, yeah, they're called the the Goon Squad. Uh, they're out of San Antonio. That they, they, no, that's really their name, the Goon Squad. They're a great band. I think if you're a David Bowie fan, you should 
check them out. Uh, they're great. You can find them on Instagram, and I'm sure you can probably find them on Twitter too. Uh, but no, they they were awesome. Like this is the first time I've ever experienced a concert like that. It was it was truly amazing, man. You could really see the love behind it because they they truly truly love David mm-hmm. Bowie and they want to honor him in a way, and you can see that. And as artists, they definitely I think they definitely executed it very well. Yeah. But uh, another band that I listened to that may not be Super well known. I feel like they're a little bit more well known now, when, as opposed to when I started trying to get y'all to listen to them in high school. <laughs> is a band called uh, Ballyhoo, which is a they're like a reggae rock band. They also dabble in a little bit of like pop area, but they still very much stay true to the kind of band that they are. And uh, man, I, I love them. There's there's a picture of me on my Instagram. It's one of my older ones. I got to I the first concert I ever went to. The second concert I ever went to was their concert. And I got to meet the lead singer, and he mm-hmm. signed like my favorite CD. And if you find this picture, it's just the stupidest grin on my face because that was like the happiest moment of my life at that yeah. point. Because I was so thrilled to be meeting them. Because they're all super genuinely nice people. Because mm-hmm. after their set, they were just hanging out at the bar, talking to whoever wanted to come up and speak to them. Like they're they're not we they're love not bad people. Nice yeah. musicians. <laughs> no, yeah. So I that's a band I think uh, is really good. And we also have a friend of ours who has a, definitely a smaller-known band yes, up in the uh, College Station, Station Bryan area. Uh, the name is Skunk Money. Right now, they're just on SoundCloud and whatnot. Yes, but I I, they're releasing an album soon that's going to be available yes. on all streaming platforms. Yeah, but they're they're uh, they're really nice. They're like Texas garage rock. Yeah, I, I would just say give them a listen if, you, if that's something you're into. Definitely. But Valerie, you have something you want to talk about, right? Yeah, so... Um... The so there's a band called Parquet Courts. Um, essentially, it's a it's an American rock band. Um, they're from New York City. Um, they have like really interesting alternative music. Um, mm-hmm. The band um, is made up of Austin Brown, who is uh, co lead vocals, Sean Yeaton, which is uh, who is on the the bass, um, Max Savage, who plays drums, and A Savage, who is um, the the co lead vocals and guitar. Um, and they just have um, some really good stuff. They've been making music since um, 2011. They um, released their last album in 2018. It's called Wide Awake. Um, they have some really good uh, alternative indie rock m- music on that album. Awesome. Um, so I would totally suggest giving them a listen to. Um, uh, they can definitely get you in the party mood. They, Great. yeah, some good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're about at our time here. So. Uh, we just want to say thank you for tuning in to the first episode. We're really excited to keep doing this. Again, my name's Jace May, and you can find me on Instagram at jmanmay. Um, thank you again. Um, I'm Cal. You can find me on Instagram at calamander. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I'm Valerie Richards, mm-hmm. and you can find me on Instagram at valerie.michelle18. I think that's what it is. And if you're watching this on YouTube or the video platform, be please don't below. forget to like, subscribe, you know, hit the notification button and whatnot. And, you know, if you're just listening to this, you know, show it to your friends. You know, yeah, we got yeah. we got plenty of good things. We got Should We Be Doing This Comedy Podcast and our other podcast, which is the Coast Cast. So, yeah. Thank we you We hope you guys in. come keep tuning in. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And that's a wrap. Have you guys?